Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Well, I'm so glad that you are joining us today. We are starting a brand new series that'll run through the summer. And what we do in the summer is we actually put together a list of communicators and teachers to bring kind of a fresh word. So each of these messages in this series won't build off of each other. They will actually just be, you know, a relevant now word that God's got for your life. And um, so I'm excited. Our location pastors will be preaching. We'll have some outside speakers. I'll speak some. And we're going to have a great summer of just growing spiritually together. And so we are a note-taking church. So I want you to pull those notes out because I am so amped to start this series out. And we started it, and we're calling it Summer Heat. Say Summer Heat, because it's hot outside, but you're going to get some hot messages, some hot messages in here that are going to stir your faith and help you move from where you are to where God really wants you to be. And this word that God gave me at the beginning of this year during my Bible reading plan, and I was waiting for the moment to really speak it out over your life and encourage you. So I know you'll leave transformed. I know you'll leave built up. Come every week expecting. But here's what I need from you because it's not really a teaching uh, series that we're at. We'll get into that in the fall. This is more of a preaching series. So I need you to help me out a little bit today at all of our locations. Can you you just shout me down a little bit? Little, little, come on, brother. Preach that, pastor. I like that. Whatever you want to say. Just, 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 just be, just be behind me, all right? At all of our locations, and I, I'm really, uh, I'm really excited to bring the word today. We're going to be in the book of Exodus. Take your, your, your Bible out, book of Exodus. We're in chapter 13, and let me give you a little background. The children of Israel had been in the wild, I mean, in Egypt, in slavery for 400 years. 400 years they had not been prospering. They'd been uh, under the command of other people, and they cried out to God. And God answered them and raised up a deliverer, and his name was, wow, we need to do a little Bible education in our church. His name was, I know they said it right at Brandon. I know they got it. Uh, his name was what? Moses. Moses was the great deliverer that, that, that brought them up out of Egypt. And so Moses gets to Pharaoh, who is ahead over Egypt, and says, hey, you need to let God's people go. And Pharaoh responds with, No, I'm not going to do that. You got to think he had a million plus people as slaves. He wasn't going to ruin his workforce right then. And so as he's, Moses says, okay, if you're going to do it this way, we're going to take this thing to the streets. We're going to play a little hard and we could do that. So uh, Moses brings in the, the plagues and there's 10 of them. Each is worse than the next until eventually uh, Pharaoh's heart is so hardened and he's not going to release these people until the 10th plague which is a plague of death, and it sweeps over the land and kills the firstborn child in every home. And it was, it was, a, it was a terrible experience, but it finally softened Pharaoh's heart enough for him to release the children of Israel. And they, they go, and as they go, we see an insight into their journey out of slavery towards the promised land. And I want to show it to you Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. It says it like this. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine ter- country, though it was shorter, though it was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around the, by the desert road towards the Red Sea, and the Israelites went up out of Egypt, ready for battle. You might have missed it, but I want to show it to you one more time. Verse 17 
When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. There's some people here today, when you're looking at the timeline of your life, and you're looking at the plans that you want to see happen, you're frustrated because it seems like God's taken you on a path that's not the shortcut you wanted. It wasn't the easy way. It wasn't along your timeline and your plan. So I want to challenge some people today. I titled today's message. It's right there in your notes. I want you to write it down. I just simply titled it, The Longer Way. The Longer Way. Because I know there's some people that you feel like you've been on the longer way. It's taking you longer to get married than other people. It's taking you longer to have that child, longer to build that business, longer to walk in your destiny. And God's brought you to church today to be encouraged. Are you ready for it? Jesus, speak to us. Let us leave here in a few minutes forever changed. And we trust you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, Amen. A few weeks ago, Katie and I, we're uh, going to visit her family on an annual beach trip that they put together. So they rent out a beach house on the, the east side of Florida. And so the Daytona Beach area. So I go to get all prepared and to take these kids on the trip. Now notice I said it was a trip, not a vacation. Because how many know when, when the kids are there, it's not a vacation? I, I, Katie and I do a vacation every year. We, we love our vacation because that's a real vacation. We, we sleep in. We disconnect from the rest of the world. We eat when we want to eat. The diet's out the window. It's no agenda. It's just a relaxing time. That's vacation. When kids are there, it ain't a vacation. It's work. My kids did not, did not sit there and go, wow, this is our time to sleep in. They wake up earlier. What's the plan today? I don't know. We don't want to. Dad, come on. Let's do something fun. It's a lot of work. I came back exhausted from this trip needing a vacation. But to get there, I knew that I had to leave our house, had to get on I-4, and had to drive the two and a half hour long trip that it takes to get to the East Coast of Florida. I had looked it at. I had kind of mapped it out the day before. But as I get on the road that day to head there, I go and I pull up. My, my phone's GPS, and, and on my phone, you know, we all have those map systems on our phone, and I believe in Google. I'm a Google believer. I just feel it's the best map out there today. I know that's controversial, but I just think Google already knows everything, so they might as well know the best way to get there. And when I pull up the map, I think something's wrong because my two-and-a-half-hour-long trip says it's going to take me four hours. Four hours. I'm frustrated. I'm a little upset. And at, at, I had a moment where I paused thinking, I know better. I know better. I've drove I-4 many times. It's only a certain amount of roads to get there. Like, I know how to do it. I know the mileage. There's no way it could take that long. And actually, when you go through and I started researching the route, it had me going. It had me getting off on an exit and going way north of Orlando, Way north, I'm way out of the way, going through, going through just like farmland, and then from farmland all the way around, and I'm sitting there frustrated. I'm a little angry. I'm sitting there getting mad at Google. But Google wasn't a problem. Google was actually helping me avert what I didn't know was happening on the journey ahead of me. And a lot of times in our life, we get frustrated with God because we think, I want to get from here to there, and I want to get there. But we don't realize God knows that if you went from here to there, you're not prepared for there. So he's got to do something different in you. 
He's got to get you ready for it. And, and that's what happened with the children of Israel. They, they're sitting there, and the Bible says in verse 17, it says, when Pharaoh let them go, so they had a salvation experience, they had this moment where they're, they're let out, but then what happened? God led them in, in a road, not through the Philistine country, though it was, it was the shortcut. It was, it was the fastest way to get there. A lot of us were upset because in our mind, we think we know the best way to do it, but God's way is different than our way. God's way is not just different. Let me encourage someone here. God's way is better than our way. Better. So let me show it to you on a map. I want to I give you the idea of what this looks like. So if they're, they're leaving Egypt, you can see Ramses up there. That's where they believed the children of Israel were at. And where it's there, you would sit there and have this moment where they would be able to go along the Mediterranean Sea and on towards what's the promised land right there. Now that looks like not just the shorter route, that looks like the scenic route. That's like the, I mean, come on, that's a Mediterranean cruise route right there. Let's, let's enjoy our time together. And can you imagine that the type A, number three on the Enneagram people that were there with Moses. As they're leaving and they're at the crossroads, they're going, okay, we can go this way. This is Mediterranean Sea. And Moses is saying, no, 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 we're gonna go south. We're gonna go towards the Red Sea here. And there's the type three. A lot of you guys would be it. And you go, oh, excuse me, Moses. Excuse me, I, I'm, I, I don't think you understand that this is the better journey. This is the easier journey. By the way, I don't know if you understand, there's mountains that way. That's gonna take a lot of work, but this is a very flat surface. This makes sense to us. Hey, I, me and my husband, we, we, we rented camels and went along the Mediterranean before. We know this path. They had to have a moment where, where Moses is sitting there going, I don't get it. I don't get why this seems like the best way, the easiest way, but God's brought me this way. And I know that's how some of y'all feel right now in life. I actually did the math, so let me put it right there in your notes. The direct route from Egypt to Canaan is less than 200 miles. 200 miles. And that is about a 10 days of travel time. 10 days of travel time. So they could have got there in 10 days. But God said, I'm gonna bring you a different route. And God led the Israelites, it's right there, not through where the Mediterranean Sea is, but through the wilderness. And here's what happened when he took on the wilderness. It was tripled the travel distance, three times the amount. So it shouldn't have taken 10 days. God said, no, the journey I have you guys on is about 40 days of travel time. You got about a million plus people going for about, you know, uh, 600 plus miles. It's about 40 days. Now, let's be real, because if you know the scriptures, it didn't take them 40 days. It took them 40 years. And I would present to you today is that 40 days was God's perfect plan. And everything after the 40 days was because of their stubbornness, not because of God. So a lot of you guys, let's just be real about it, you're frustrated with God because he's got you in this season that's taken a little bit longer. And really what's the issue is God's kept you in this season, not because he doesn't want you to get to your destination, but there's something inside of you he's waiting for him to do so that you can be fit to experience that. I'll give you a little visual here. So we got on the little, little table here. Okay, God, this is where I want to get be. 
and everybody's got something like this. It's, I, I want to have that child. I want to get married. I want to start that business. I want to I graduate with that degree. I, I wanna, I wanna, you know what it is, that dream in your heart. I want to be a ministry. I want, I, I want some, some influence. You got where you're going to go. And then we start, and normally we're starting somewhere over here. So God lets us see it. Hey, there's a promised land. There's something I want to do in your life. And you go, okay, I can get there. And so we map out our plan. You ever try to make a five-year plan with God? <sighs> Doesn't work too well, does it? And you map out the plan. You go, okay, I'm going to do this, and 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 I'm going to do this. And guess what's going to happen? I'm going to get here. It's going to be awesome. And here's what's so frustrating. It's because we serve a God of the longer way. So we serve a God who, even though it would make sense for you to go from here to there right away, yeah. God says, I'm not going to bring you there. I'm actually going to bring you here first. Wow. And you're frustrated here because here is not there. Yeah. But what you don't understand is there's something God wants to do in you here that's going to help you there. Yeah. And even though here is frustrating, here's necessary for your life. Oh, yeah. Here's what the proverb says. Proverbs says it this way. There's a way that appears to be right. So it appears that I could just get there quicker. But in the end, it leads to what? Yeah. And that's what he said. He said, if they would have gone that route, they, they, would, have, they would have turned back. They would have died. It would, it would have not been the route that would have gotten them there. And so God's got this plan for you. And so then you're still trying to get there. And for me, I know what there is, but God's got me here sometimes. And then sometimes I'm going, all right, now I'm moving again. Oh, it's awesome. But then God's bringing me like, I'm over here now. And I'm a little bit closer to there, but I still feel like I'm way out of the way. Yeah. It feels like it's a detour, but what I'm realizing with God is every detour is actually for my destiny. Every detour is actually set up by God because he's got something he wants to develop inside of me. And, and, and we get angry. I bet Moses is looking down from heaven right now. And he's looking down going, thank God they didn't have social media when I was leading. <laughs> Can you imagine the discontentment? of the people, as they're over here, they're watching their friends on Instagram on the Mediterranean. <laughs> Moses, we could have been there. We could have been there. They got land, they got the buffet of land filled with milk and honey, but we're here. And what's happening is, let me tell you, a lot of what you're going through right now is self-inflicted because of social media. You've put a timeline on your life that is so unrealistic, but you put it on there because some friend of yours, by the time they were 22, got married, had like five beautiful children, started a business, and are all millionaires, and you're going, why am I off and they're on? It doesn't make sense. And, and here's why it's a problem, because comparison is the thief of joy. It's the thief of your joy. So you serve a God of the longer way. But the longer way, you've got to learn how to have contentment in the midst of the longer way, knowing that while I'm not there, I know here God's got me on purpose. I know here there's some kind of destiny on my life. Here is what God wants to do through me. So here's a word that's helped me because this is, this is a big struggle I have in my life. Here's a word that's helped me when I've not reached there and I'm here. Here's what I've added. It's a faith word that'll build your life. Here's one word of faith. That'll, that'll help you that you should add to your vocabulary during your waiting season. And here's the word, ready? Write down your notes. It's this word, yet. Yet. I want you to add that to your life. Because the enemy will play with your mind and say, it's over. 
You're gonna live in the desert forever. You're never gonna have that child. That business will never prosper. You'll never get married. But you counter that word with the, tr- with the truth of God that says, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I actually put a blank in your notes so that you can fill this in. Because there's so much of this, you need, to, you need to practically apply it. I wrote it down this way. I have not, and then you fill in the blank, and then here's the word, yet. Yet, we're gonna practice this yet together, ready? I have not gotten married. Yes. I have not had that child. Yes. Yeah, yeah, my, uh, my kids have not come back to church. Yes. Do you hear that? Do you see how it changes the atmosphere right there? My marriage is not thriving yeah, yeah, I haven't discovered my purpose. Yes. Now, when you walk into that, your faith is built to say, God, I understand you've got me in this season. And if you've got me in this season, I'm gonna trust you that there's something you wanna do in this season that's gonna bring me to where your destiny is for my life. Can we give them a little bit of praise today, church? <laughs> Psalm 37 says it this way. You need to trust in the Lord. This is a verse for somebody in this waiting season. Trust in the Lord, and here's what it says, and do good. Like, just, just stay busy. Someone needs to go back and watch that message from a couple weeks ago where I challenged you on do the next right thing. Some of y'all are so focused on, I, I just don't know how to get there. Do the next right thing in front of you. Come on, he's got you in the wilderness. And, and what you don't understand is in that journey that, that, that God had them on, they would have never been able to get to Mount Sinai if they went the quickest way. But it's at Mount Sinai that God reveals himself and brings the Ten Commandments and establishes the people. They're able to get prepared because they brought them there. So I'm going to live in such a way that, God, if you've got me on a journey that I didn't understand or don't understand, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to do good in the process. Let me encourage someone with this. A waiting season is not a wasted season. It's not a wasted season. I'm going to show you how it's not in your life, a wasted season. So if you're waiting for that significant other, if you're waiting for that purpose, if you're waiting for that baby, if you're waiting for those kids to come back to the Lord, if you're waiting for that business to grow, let me tell you, it's not a wasted season because there's a reason God brings us on the longer path. Let me give it to you. Number one, it's that God, he takes us on the longer way to, first of all, to protect us, to protect us. I think this is so important that we see why God brought them on the longer path. He brought them on a longer path because it's so significant because these people that were on this path are the Philistines who were the most warlike people in that entire region. They had been sitting there for hundreds of years preparing themselves, fortifying their cities, being prepared that if, if Egypt ever advances, We're prepared for it. And as these people are ready to go, then comes the children of Israel. And you know what they weren't doing for 400 years? Working on their military capabilities. They're sitting there. What are they doing? They're making bricks and straw and building for the Egyptians, doing all of this work. So if God would have led them on the quickest route, they would have got there but there was an enemy along the way that would have killed many of them and the rest of them would have been so fearful they would have ran back. See, God knew along the way that they they can't handle this right now. And some of y'all, you need to get to a place where you get more faith in you 
to trust the timing of God that if God has not given it to you yet, it's because he's protecting us or protecting you from something that you don't know about. So thank God you didn't get married at 19 because that guy you would have gotten married to at 19 ended up being crazy. And you didn't know that. So you were all heartbroken and angry at God, but you're actually angry at a good father who was trying to protect you because he knows what's best for you. So you got you to lean on them during this time. Yesterday, we were celebrating Father's Day, um, obviously, because um, I'm, I'm here all day. And I love this, and I love to do this in my family. We did a whole thing there, and we were going to grill out some steaks and have a good time. So I've got the grill outside. The kids were all playing, and... And so I've got the, the whole tray of the meat. It's ready to go. You know, it's been, it's been marinated. It's been worked on. It's, it's awesome. So I'm, I'm getting ready to cook it. My daughter, Elise, keeps coming up to me. And she doesn't know patience. She's three years old. And she doesn't know patience. She's like, Daddy, is the food ready? I'm like, no. She's like, well, that's the food. Can I just have that food? No, you can't have this food. No, it's going to be some time. Uh, she's learned this phrase, and she says it all the time. And she's like, it's taking so long. It's taking so long. Some of y'all feel like that with God. It's just taking so long. So finally, it's, it got annoying. I almost, almost just wanted to grab one of the pieces of raw meat and just go, here you go. Just take it. If you're hungry, gnaw on this for a while. Wouldn't have been wise. Why didn't I give her the meat? It wasn't because I'm trying to punish her. It's because I'm trying to protect her because I'm a good father. And, and, and let me just say it this way. It's right there in your notes. Because God is a good father, he is more interested in your safety than your satisfaction. So trust him. If you didn't get into that school, trust him. He's protecting you. If you, didn't, if you didn't have that relationship work out, trust him. If you didn't get that promotion, trust him. He is more interested in your safety than your satisfaction. I wrote it this way, it's not in your notes, but I want you to understand this. The shortest route isn't always the safest route. It's not. So you've gotta to learn to lean in to say, God, if you haven't given it to me next, it's you're protecting me from something I don't know about. You're protecting me from something. Here's my prayer over you. It's a prayer Paul prayed in 2 Thessalonians. He says it this way, but the Lord is faithful, and I want your attention right now. God is faithful. I know some of you feel like he's let you down. He, he, he's, he's, it's taken too long. The miracle hasn't happened yet, but God is faithful. And here's what he says. He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Can we give him a little bit of praise for the fact that that's our God? He will. He'll strengthen you during this waiting season, and he will protect you from the evil one. And I love this next verse. He says, we have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ perseverance. What is that? It's the fact that I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna quit. I'm not gonna give in just because I didn't get it when I wanted it. I'm gonna keep trusting God. He is faithful. Can I hear an amen today, church? Here's the second reason. God brings us the longer way, number two, to prepare us. To prepare us. So he's trying to protect the people of Israel, but he also wants to prepare the people of Israel. So what do you have? They have an army in front of them. We see actually the first case of them fighting the Philistines is about in somewhere between 110 
and 130 years after they left Egypt. What was God doing in them for that 110 to 130 years? It says when Joshua died, the next leader after Moses, then they engaged in war with the Philistines. So what happened? What was God doing behind the scenes? He was taking a people who were not a people, making them the people of God. He was working stuff out of them. He was putting in some hierarchy and some rank. He was giving them some skills. He was developing an army. Why? It was those seasons behind the scenes that made them able to walk in victory when everybody else saw them. See, so many of you guys are frustrated because it seems like everybody is celebrated and you're behind the scenes. But I've learned to trust a God who keeps me behind the scenes, knowing that our God is more interested in what he's doing in me than what he's doing through me in my life. He's more interested in developing me in private than displaying me in public. So if you feel hidden, be encouraged. So were the children of Israel for a season. So are you owning this preparation time? Abraham Lincoln says it this way, I will prepare and someday my chance will come. And I love that because a lot of you guys are wishing your way into your destiny and God's saying, no, I've got you behind the scenes because I want some preparation in your life. We live in a world who celebrates the fame that we see on social media. And let me just tell you, there's no such thing as overnight success. There might be overnight fame for a lot of dumb reasons, but that's not overnight success. You, tell, you show me someone who's built an amazing business, an incredible family, children that honor the Lord, walking in their destiny, that person, that did not happen by accident. And it did not happen overnight. It happened through years and years, sometimes decades of faithfulness behind the scenes. And what are they doing? They're going, I know I'm not there yet, but while I'm here, I'm gonna make sure I get all that God has for my life in this season. All that he has for me in this season. Here, here's a question that's helped me through this time because again, it should have taken 40 days and it took 40 years. Why did it take 40 years? Because on the longer way, they made it a lot longer because they didn't learn what God wanted them to learn. So here's a good question for you, ready? Question to ask during your waiting season is what does God need to do in me during this season of preparation? That's good. What is it? So I haven't found my boo yet. I haven't found it. I know, I know some of y'all are so frustrated. So stop looking out there and start looking in here and say, God, what do you wanna do inside of me? Uh, we, he hasn't given us that child yet. What, God, what are you trying to teach us during this moment? The, the business hasn't grown yet. What do you want to do inside of me? And let him prepare you in this season before he brings you into your promised land. I was a youth pastor for six years at Brownsville before I came here in Pensacola. I hated youth ministry. Hated it. I was not good at it. I don't even know if I was called to it. They asked me to be the youth pastor there and and I was running a business on the side doing all this missions work. And they asked me, but I felt God say yes. Again, it was one of those things that I knew where I wanted to go. And this is such a weird detour in my life. And in this moment that I look back on my life, I look back and I go, that, was, that season was so incredibly difficult, but it was so vital to what God has for me right now. If you don't quit this thing, you will get to your promised land and you will look backwards and go, 
there's no way I could have got what I needed to get to lead in the promised land if I didn't go through that season in the wilderness. You're going to look back. You're going to look back one day, and you're going to go, thank God I didn't get married at 22. Now, some of y'all, you did. It was good decision, all right? Thank God I didn't take that person's path. I, I love what God's doing through our church. It's, it's amazing what God's doing. It, it's amazing the, the miracles we get to see all the time. And this platform that God's given me, which I take incredibly serious, this platform, I thank him often that he didn't give it to me a decade ago. Thank God. And you need to thank God for the sake of your family. Thank God that, that what you see now is not the fruit of some overnight success. You go, radiance is so easy. Everything happens so quick. The church grows so fast. Y'all sneeze and another campus opens. That's not true. You don't know the years of preparation behind the scene, the hard work, the sticky floors in the Britain Plaza, chasing rats out of there, getting you prepared for you to come in. What did they do? Those seasons of difficulty developed us into who we are, and your season is not wasted. It might be difficult, but it'll lead you to your destiny if you just trust God during it. I love what Proverbs says. It says, put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready. That's a prophetic word for somebody in their life today. Get your fields ready. Well, Aaron, I don't, I don't see a harvest yet. Get your fields ready. So now, learn in this season how to be faithful in this season and watch how God will help you reap it in the next season. Amen. I know it's tough for your life right now, but I'm telling you, you get your fields in order. You own your preparation and watch how God will bless your life. Here's my prayer over you. It's the prayer of Isaiah chapter 40. It says, but those who wait on the Lord. You're in a season where you seem like, it seems like it's the longest route. It's the most difficult route. My encouragement, wait on the Lord during the season. And you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna renew their strength. You're gonna have this strength in the middle of a wilderness that you're gonna go, it doesn't make sense, but God is with me and God is for me. And if he can give me strength here, I know he's gonna lead me there. He can do it in your life. He does it to, to protect you. He does it to prepare, for, prepare you. And number three, we'll close with this and worship teams can come at every location. God brings us the longer way to supernaturally provide for us. Yes. Supernaturally provide for us. It is some of the greatest miracles in the entire Bible happened in these, that 40-year span. Yeah. That 40-year span. You, gotta, you might not know the whole story. It's in the desert that they're sitting there and they're going, Moses, we're hungry. We're hungry. Feed us. And Moses prays and mamma shows up, just bread all over. Notice God didn't give him salad, give him bread every single day. He provides, come on, some carbs. And then they get tired of that. And they're frustrated and they're going, we're tired of bread. We need something else. And God gives them quail, birds. One scripture tells us that they woke up and it was as far as the eye could see, two cubits high. A cubit's about 18 inches. You got about three feet of dead birds everywhere. It shows you God doesn't just supply. He supplies abundantly above all you can ask and think and imagine. Come on, you know, Peter was mad that day. He's not happy. 
Lots of dead birds. You're just getting it. Same Pete, they'll get it tomorrow. The, <laughs> love you guys. They would have never saw the Red Sea split if they didn't take the longer way. They would have never seen the fire by night and the cloud by day if they didn't take the longer way. They would have never seen Moses hit that rock and water pour out if they didn't take the longer way. I'm telling you, some of you are frustrated about the longer way. But let me tell you from a little bit of experience, it is in the longer way that you see the miracles of God in your life. It is in the longer way that you see the provision of God and the hand of God and the miracle time and time again. It's in the longer way. Some of you, in your season of waiting, the best thing you could do is start a journal and start journaling all the miracles that you're seeing along the way that you would have never seen if you would have gotten there 10 years before. It's in those moments. I, I love the season we're at as a church. We're healthier than we've ever been before. We're seeing more lives change than ever before. But let me tell you, what I'm seeing right now is incredible. It, it, it's nothing compared to the miracles that happened those six months before the church started. I'm telling you, those six months before where we had nothing and it felt like a wilderness and we didn't know if anybody was gonna show up. I'm telling you, those are the moments Katie and I go back to and go, remember when God did this? Remember when that couple showed up? Remember when that check came in the mail? The miraculous was present because we were in a season just going, we're just gonna rely on God. We're just gonna trust Him. We're gonna trust Him in this season. And let me encourage some people in here today where you feel like, man, it's tough season. I don't think I'm getting through this season. Raise your faith today yes. to trust a God that might take you the longer way, but it's the better way. And it's a way that's filled with miracle after miracle after miracle. Yes, Let me show you one more verse and then we're gonna be done. It's so shocking to me. The next verse is verse 19. And look what it says as they prepare to the longer way. It says, now Moses took the bones of Joseph. Who was Joseph? Joseph was the previous deliverer. Remember? Joseph was the one that got second in command over all of Egypt. And 400 years before this, when a, when a famine went through the land, Joseph is the one that delivered the Israelites and brought them into safety. He brought them in. So he was the first deliverer. And look what happens in verse 19. Moses brought the bones of him, of Joseph, because Joseph had made the Israelites swear an oath. He said, God will surely come to your aid. I want to encourage someone here today. God will come to your aid. He will come to your aid. And the Israelites, and look what it says. He will come to your aid. And then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. Weird. Weird request. Why? Here's why I believe it. I don't know, I don't know if Moses had him, Aaron, um, Joshua, but you gotta think somebody's primary responsibility was for the next 40 years to carry some random box or bag around a desert. And they go, what's your job? Um, I've got the bones of Joseph. 
the bones from 400 year old. Can you imagine? Like, like you're not gonna mess up that job there today. Like you're gonna walk around like the bones of Joseph. Why in the world would the request be when you go from here, carry the bones? You know what it is? It's important for us to have moments where we go, you know what? I'm gonna carry with me into this next season the faithfulness of God from the past season in my life. Because it's very easy for us to walk into what is next and forget how God's been good before. So in the moments where I can just imagine Moses sitting there at the Red Sea and going, this is not possible. Then the little guy with the bones comes up. <laughs> Moses, remember what happened before. God did it before. He can do it again. And, and the, 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 the rock is in there and God says, speak to the rock. And Moses is like, I don't know if that's possible. Little bone guy. Look, remember Joseph. Remember the miracles of the past. And I'm telling you, I've got a lot of vision for the future of this church. It might take a long way to get there, but I'm gonna remember that our God who has been faithful and is faithful and will be faithful will be with me the entire time. I don't know what you're going through, but I know he's trustworthy. I know he's faithful to bring you to the promised land. Can I hear a better amen today, church? Wow, I told you we we're gonna be preaching in this series. So write it down in your notes and we'll close with this. When the path is most difficult, it is in those seasons that I find God most faithful. He's faithful to you. I know it's tough right now, but he's faithful. He's faithful to you no matter what you're going through today. And it's in those seasons you feel like all is lost and all is messed up, you just pause and you worship. And you pause in that moment and say, God, you've been faithful in the past. You'll be faithful again. Will, why don't you come and join me up here? Let's have a moment right there, just right in your seat. Just have a moment. Because some of y'all are in that waiting season and you're frustrated. I, I, don't, I don't want you to request anything. I just want you to be grateful to our God for the fact that he's been good to you. And if he brought you here, he's not grabbed you to this waiting season to waste your life. There's something he wants to do in us. So we take our moment and we worship him right now and we sacrifice ourselves and say, God, whatever you want in this season, I belong to you. Come on, let's sing it out, Will. So I throw my hands and praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a stand and worship with us come on and i know it's so much but i'm nothing else fit for a king except for our hearts singing
challenge you in this moment to trust in the Lord and do good. Lord, in this season, not only will I trust you, but I will trust your timing. I will trust your path. If it hasn't happened yet, I will trust the process. And we thank you. You're a God that it might not make sense, but you will always lead us towards that promised land you have for us. In Jesus' name. With every eye closed, every head bowed, there's one more group that's here today. And it's those that do not have a relationship with God. I want you to know God loves you and has a plan for your life. You're trapped in your own Egypt, your sin, your slavery, your bondage. We all do. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's why Jesus came. You can't work yourself out of it. You can't give your way out of it. The only way to do it is to surrender your life to the sacrifice that came 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ. Put our faith in him and say, Jesus, I'm giving you my life. And I believe there's people across all of our locations today that this is your moment. This is your moment to say, today's my day. I'm going all in. I want to get out of where I'm at and I'm going to walk into the destiny that God has for me. And this starts everything new for you. That's you on the count of three. I'm going to have you respond. Today's my day of salvation. I'm making Jesus my Lord and Savior. I want to be forgiven. I want to be made right with God. If that's you on the count of three, throw that hand up. I believe God will meet you right there in your seat, whatever location you're at. One, two, be bold. Three, throw that hand up all over this room. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know there's many across this room in Tampa. I know there are at St. Pete and Clearwater, North Tampa. Those in Brandon, those at the Heights. You put that hand right back down. Let's all pray this prayer out loud together. Say, dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I give you my sin. Save me. Forgive my past, my present, and my future. And for the rest of my life, I'm gonna follow you. Be my Lord, be my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, can we celebrate those who just made the best decision ever? It's a big deal. Come on, let's really celebrate them. That's a big deal. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.